Chapter 1 The Story of Baba Grinding Wheat Himarpant offers obeisance to the deities and Sadguru Sainath Maharaj before beginning the work. It was during the early 1910s that Himarpant went to visit Baba in Shirdi. It was then that he witnessed the following incredible leela of Baba and was inspired to write Baba's life story in the ensuing chapters of the Sai Satcharit. One morning in Dwarkamai, Sai Baba sat at the grinding stone after completing his morning rituals. Carrying a scuttle basket in his hand, Baba went to the bag of wheat and began taking it out what seemed rather hurriedly, filling cupfuls of wheat up to the brim and straight into the basket. Baba then spread out another empty sack on the ground near him. He placed his grinding quern on it and attached its wooden peg firmly in place so that it could not loosen while grinding. Getting himself ready to grind, Baba rolled up his sleeves, tucked in the folds of his kafni, and then Baba sat down near the grinding quern with his legs spread outward. What is this sudden idea of grinding wheat? Hemarthan thought to himself how puzzled he was as he continued to think. To a poor penniless one, without attachment to any material possessions, why should there be any anxiety about worldly things? However, with his head bent down, Sai Baba had taken a firm hold of the handle of the quern. Baba went on rotating the quern stone with his own hands very intensely, as if he were crushing something more than just wheat, but all enmity and hatred into a flower. Many a saint had I met before, but here was the one grinding wheat at a quern. What pleasure could grinding give him? Only he can understand his strange ways, Hemarthan thought to himself. People watched Baba in astonishment, but no one dared ask him what he was doing. As the news of this activity of Baba travelled, residents of the village came running and a crowd gathered. The women gathered and gasped for breath as they ran. Four of them hastily rushed up the steps of Dwarkamai and held Baba's hand, seizing it as they snatched the handle of the grinding stone away from him. Baba retaliated and began quarrelling with the woman, but without paying any heed to him, they started grinding the wheat at once. As they began, they also started chanting Baba's praises and of his marvellous leelas. Touched by their genuine affection for him, Baba's outward display of anger vanished. Then with tenderness and love, a pleasing smile stole over Baba's face. All the wheat that Baba had kept there was ground. It measured a full eight pounds. The basket of ground wheat was now emptied. The women now began to make lofty assumptions in their minds about the purpose of this ground wheat. They thought to themselves, Sai Baba does not prepare wheat bread for himself. 
to subsist on alms or bhiksha is his actual practice. What then will Baba do with all this ground wheat flour? Moreover, Baba has no wife, no children or family. Baba is all alone, without any worldly bindings of a home and a hearth or of any material possessions. What then would Baba want all this flour for? One of them then had the audacity to say aloud, Oh, Sai Baba is full of compassion. All this flour is only for us. Just wait and see. Baba will now distribute all this flour to us. Presently, Baba will divide it into four shares, one for each of us. The woman happily assumed this and were beginning to build castles in the air. But only Sai Baba knows his own ways. None can comprehend his ultimate purpose. And yet the women waiting there, salvating in their minds, overcome by greed, wanted to get their hands on the wheat flour. When all the wheat grain was ground, the flour was spread out. The grinding quern was put back in its place. The women began to fill the scuttle basket with flour and already in their minds they were walking towards their homes with the flour. All this while not a word escaped Baba's lips. But as they proceeded to divide the flour in equal parts, listen to what Baba said. Are you out of your senses? Where do you think you're taking the flour? Does it belong to your father that you're carrying it away? Go now at once, go to the village boundary and throw all of the flour at the side of the brook there. Freeloaders, all of them. How they dared and came running to loot me? Was it some borrowed wheat of anyone's that you wanted to claim this flower? In the original script in Marathi documented by Hemar Khan, it gives insight into how direct Baba could be when he needed to. Unlike what many television series wrongly portray him to be, Baba used the word Randa, which is impossible to translate, but it gives the reader the intensity of Baba's words. The women were ashamed of their greediness and were quite shaken up. In whispers, they spoke amongst themselves trying to find some consolation. Then immediately they left for the village boundary as Baba commanded them. No one understood Sai Baba's intention at the time. The reason for his Leela that was unfolding, nobody could quite comprehend. Waiting patiently with Saburi was letting the event unfold that revealed the meaning of his mysterious ways. Later, Himarkant asked people what this Leela of Sai Baba was about. They then said that Baba actually banished the cholera disease and did not allow it to enter the village. It was not wheat grain that Baba ground, but it was the terrible cholera epidemic that Baba crushed in the quern. Afterwards, Baba got the costly ground flour to be thrown by the four women along the stream at the village border. When the freshly ground flour was thus thrown at the border, the terrible epidemic diminished and the days of distress were over for the village. 
Such was Baba's mysterious handling. The disease was thus completely eradicated and once again the blessed villagers of Shirdi enjoyed their peace. This marvelous spectacle of Sai Baba grinding wheat at the quern filled Hemarpant with awe and admiration. Hemarpant then thought to himself, what connection could there have been between the grinding of the wheat and the disease? It truly cannot be comprehended. I felt that I must now write a book about Baba's life and his leelas. A deep and profound love arose in his heart, like the magnificent radiant waves on the sea of milk. A strong urge was kindled within him to sing the glorious leelas of Sai Baba's life. In the next chapter, Hemarpant explains how this work was composed with Baba's grace, most beneficial both to the listeners and to the author himself.